How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. And good morning. Welcome to Nature Notes with naturalist friend Jim Gilbert. Brought to us by Cardinal Corner and those folks down in Jordan, Minnesota make by-the-yard patio furniture. Good stuff. We'll talk with Jim about that in a moment. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Pam and Lee at Cardinal Corner. They've got an after-Christmas sale going on now. You're going to find savings throughout the whole store. And I say it every week, but Cardinal Corner is not just bird feeders and bird seed either, although they have the freshest bird seed you're going to find uh, every, anywhere. They've got Lee and uh, Pam and Amy, too. Great taste. They fill their stores with beautiful things like jewelry, purses, scarves, kitchen items, home decor, many items not only made in America, but made right here in Minnesota. And don't forget, they say, to feed suet and high fat and protein right now to those birds. And the bird seed, I said it, and I'll say it again, you won't find any fresher. Remember, the after Christmas sale is on now at Cardinal Corner. I urge you to stop in. See Lee and Pam in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center location. You can call them, 651-455-6556, or uh, visit them online at cardinalcorner.com. You will find that Cardinal Corner really is more than just a birdseed store. Good morning to you, Jim. It's officially 14 below. 14 below, and that would be at MSP, uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. Got a report from Dan in uh, Lakeville. It's minus 14 there. And uh, Debbie in Montrose, Minnesota, said it's 19 below on the farm in Montrose. We've got all these reports coming in. 17, (laughs) 17 below in Hugo, 22 below in Richmond. Wow. Okay, yeah. Richmond, Ouch. Richmond, minus 22. Okay, well, now I'll give you what we have here on the northwest side of Lake Laconia, where the, we've got a northwest wind and a clear sky, and it is cold, minus 23. Woo. Yeah, isn't that something? Oh, man. I saw that moon this morning, though. Oh, yes. Yes. Beautiful. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Sure. Um, a year ago on this date, the Twin Cities, had um low of plus nineteen and a high of thirty or high of twenty seven and about two inches of crusty snow on the landscape. And we had received, you know, a little over eighteen inches of snow for the season. Now we've received only seven point one inches of snow for the entire season. So we're fourteen point three inches below normal in snowfall. Wow. Well, the the sun it's 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 um getting, you know, pinkish and reddish in the in the east, but the sunrise is seven fifty one, sunset four forty two. So today in the twin season area we have eight hours fifty one minutes of daylight and we have gained four minutes of daylight since the winter solstice on December twenty first. So we're headed, headed in the right direction. The normal high for today is 24. Normal low is 10. That's on the plus side. Records for today, December 31st in the Twin Cities, 
high 50, that's 5 zero, in 1904. Breca low, minus 24, 1973. The most snow we've ever had in this date is 7.2 inches, and that was recorded on this date, 1977. The nearly full moon set, and now you know when Denny's coming to work. <laughs> the nearly full moon set this morning at 5.55, so you saw it way before that. Oh, yes. And rises again at 3.43 this afternoon, and will set Monday on New Year's Day or morning at, that's tomorrow morning at, 7.06. Now, tonight, um, well, actually, I say this. Tomorrow night, New Year's Day, Monday, January 1st, is full moon. The moon sets at 4.43 p.m., and the moon rises. Um, let's see. Oh, I know. I got it gets all mixed up. Okay. On the 1st, the sun sets at 4.43, the moon rises a minute before at 4.42. There we go. And it's an official full moon on January 1st. The first full moon of the new year is a supermoon because it comes when it's closest to the Earth. Like all objects in our solar system, the moon's orbit is not a perfect circle, but an ellipse, kind of like a squash circle. The average distance to the moon is about 239 thousand miles, but now, on the 1st, it'll be 31,000 miles closer than at its farthest point. So what happens, Danny, is tomorrow night, the moon will appear 14% bigger and 30% brighter. That's kind of neat. We should be able to see it, too. Yeah, right. It's going to be clear. Okay. So in addition... During the month of January 2018, there will be a second full moon on January 31st. The second full moon in a certain month is called the blue moon. It has nothing to do with color. It's just like this, this, the phrase, once in a blue moon. It doesn't happen very often. Usually about every two and a half years. But this year, we're going to have a second blue moon in the month of March. All kinds of neat things. Our son, Christian, and wife, Abby, have been dog sledding out of Ely the last couple of days. It's cold up there. (laughs) They report plenty of snow, and the trails um, are, you know, great, and they've been been, uh, dog sledding across lakes. Two species of birds they have enjoyed watching are common ravens and gray jays. The common raven is larger than our American crow. It's a symbol of Minnesota's north woods. It's considered by some observers to be the smartest of all birds. They're known for their gliding on flat, outstretched wings, the raspy calls, and they're also known for the aerial acrobatics. I've seen that where they actually fly upside down in long, swooping dives. The gray jays, are mostly tones of gray and similar size to our blue jay. They are also birds of the north woods. They travel in small family units of three to five birds and come to camps looking for food scraps. 
Babbin Christian um, shared bits of their lunches with these gray jays. They said it's just so much fun. Maybe you've had one come, some of our listeners have come to a campsite and maybe even take a hot dog off of the, <laughs> off of the grill. They'll do it. They will do that. <laughs> yeah. Our son John and wife Leah and two boys, Emmett and Harrison, have been visiting relatives in Jackson, Wyoming. They've been there. Oh, they just left there yesterday, but they've been there for the last few days. Uh, snow there is measured in feet, and they've had plenty uh, for skiing. And they also took a sleigh ride in the National Elk Refuge, located uh, just on the north side of the city of Jackson itself. They saw hundreds and hundreds of elk. And the interesting thing is that only seven to ten days ago, there was just a handful of elk there. But with the heavy snow in the mountains, it drove these hundreds of elk down into this refuge. I'm, I'm sure this has been going on for hundreds of years. But also in the in the National Elk Refuge, uh, Lee and John, the boys, saw trumpeter swans, Canada geese, ducks, bald eagles. And then just outside of Jackson, they watched uh, six moose in a long, just, just in a line, just walking through the deep snow. Terrific. David and Mary Brislance, who live on the ridge above Lake Superior at Lutzen, report. They have received 21 inches of snow in their yard so far this season, but higher up and inland from them, there's been twice that much. So skiing and all that is really good in that area. On these cold days, Lake Superior is, of course, it's still wide open, but steaming like everything, producing what is called sea smoke and making its own clouds. The most numerous of the bird feeder birds are the common red poles, but they also see downy, hairy, and pileated woodpeckers, blue jays, black-capped chickadees, and red-breasted nuthatches, plus two barred owls. The furry animals that they've seen in the last couple of days in their yard include red squirrels, at least five at a time, two pine martens, three gray foxes, and a gray wolf. How about that? How would you like to have a wolf walk right through your yard? Diane and Dave Herring, who live near Waterville, report that they have about three inches of snow on the ground and have seen sun dogs the last two days. The bitter cold has brought out intricate frost patterns on some of their windows, patterns looking like palm and fern fronds, feathers, and even miniature forests. It's really quite a sight. I've noticed the same thing uh, in our own, on one of our windows. I went out to check on the temperature, minus 23 here right now, but um, saw these beautiful frost patterns on the on the garage entrance uh, window. Jim, we yeah. were, we're getting, um, uh, no, I was just saying, we're getting all these reports of uh, current temperatures in various parts of, of CCO land, and I'm not okay. sure how, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Uh, Agar, Agar, South Dakota, 378 miles straight west of the Twin Cities, 30 below. 30 below. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? But it's not going to hurt to buy the yard furniture, though. No, no, it's ours is still standing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll say this: it's looking kind of cold out there. Yeah, we're not <laughs> going to be sitting out there probably today. No, maybe tomorrow, but not not today. But Jim and I love this furniture not not only because it's still a family run business down there in Jordan, Minnesota, 
but it's a very green business. They make out of recycled plastic milk jugs this very substantial furniture. Jim and I have had both at our homes uh, for years, and it looks brand new, and it, it will look brand new for years to come, and you don't have to store it. You just leave it outside. Yeah, and I know you we, you and I have both done this, brought some maybe chairs in if you've got some company. You know? I know. So we use some inside during the wintertime, but... But our picnic table is sitting out there right now looking kind of cold. <laughs> but I, it's all ready. <laughs> but but it, it'll be ready in the spring for you. By the way, they've got uh, that uh, after Christmas sale at, uh, as well at By the Yard. I'm going to give you a phone number and a website. A lot of folks call after Jim's show. A lot of folks did receive those gift cards. And uh, you can find some. By the way, if you do buy the furniture, you don't have to bring it home. or They won't deliver. They'll deliver it in the spring. You don't have to get it right away. So visit by the They've got a beautiful showroom Jim and I both love there, just down 169. Here's their toll-free number, uh, 877-220-0448. Ask for that catalog. just a recording. Uh, a lot of folks call after Jim's show, 877-220-0448, or get on the web at bytheyard.net. And pretty soon we'll be able to sit in that stuff again. Yes. And if you have the right clothing and dress and layers, That's you right. today. <laughs> you got a nice note. Oh, wow. uh, you got a nice note from uh, Professor Faber, Ray Faber, uh, professor of biology at St. Mary's, as you know. Yes. He saw, he said, I'm a little late on this, but uh, last week he saw a gray partridge. Oh. It was the first partridge seen in several years, he said. Unfortunately, we do not have a pear tree. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but uh, he wanted to, to pass that along. Oh, too. that is so neat. Yeah. Down there in Winona. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Naturalist Matt Shute, the author of the new book, Nature at Your Doorstep, and that's put out by Noden Press, reports that from his golden, he reporting now, from his Golden Valley home, two opossums came or come each afternoon about 3 p.m. to feed on whole corn. Now, Matt scatters the corn on the ground in his backyard feeding station. Also, each late afternoon, as it's getting dark, 30-plus mallard ducks fly in to eat the whole corn. And last night, for at least two hours, a raccoon was there eating corn. Matt doesn't remember seeing an active raccoon out that late in the season. How about that? Normally, raccoons at this time are sleeping in hollow trees, old buildings, and other sheltered spots. And first come out during a late January or early February thaw. Jimmy Mace from the in-town marina, that's located on the south side of, of Lake Waconia, right where we live here, which is, a, Lake Waconia is the second largest lake of the Twin Cities area. Anyway, they started renting ice fishing houses four days ago. The average ice thickness is 13 to 14 inches, but they never say the ice is safe, so stop in at the in-town marina if you're coming out here to go fishing and get some information so you, you get out on the ice and off the ice safely. Northern pike and sunfish have been biting during the day, and early evening is best for crappies, and walleye fishing is best during the night. Ray and Marlene Simon, who live near the Cannon River on the edge of Northfield, report a low temperature yesterday morning of minus 18 and a high of only minus 9. Twelve gray squirrels came to eat yesterday afternoon, but none showed up in the morning. They also had many birds feeding 
on yesterday, the cold day. 18 species were seen at their feeding station, including morning doves. They saw five at one time. They saw 12 blue jays at one time, and they counted 40 northern cardinals feeding all at one time. Also yesterday, Ray and Marlene Simon spotted two flocks of horned larks while they were driving in the country just west of Northfield. One flock of about 15, and the other one had 30 horned larks. Do we have time for a little more? We have about a minute. Okay. The planet Earth is in an elliptical orbit as it travels around the sun each year. So it happens that the Earth is closer to the sun by about 3 million miles now in the first now than in the first part of July. In spite of Minnesota being closer to the sun in January, it nevertheless averages out to be the coldest month of the year, and that's because the sun is low in the sky and the daylight times are shorter. Um, so we're going to be at what we call Earth is at perihelion this coming Tuesday, January 2nd. So its distance will be 91,401,983 miles away. Isn't that amazing how astronomers <laughs> yeah. figure out things like that? It is, it is amazing. <laughs> well, anyway, because it's been so cold, you think, are there signs of spring? Well, Bill and Julie, um, Julie Brophy and her husband Bill Lutz from Victoria, first, first spring vocalization from a blue jay, that's known as a spelunker sound, and they heard that December 23rd. And several people have reported hearing the whistled Phoebe spring call the black-capped chickadee. Oh, that's- yes. And they're saying, it's cold. Not spring soon. (laughs) All right, Jim. We uh, well, you have a yeah, happy New Year, and we'll talk in the New Year one week from today, huh? Look forward to it. Thank you, Jim. Jim Gilbert back next Sunday morning with more nature notes here on eight three zero WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play. It. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.